Welcome to the Stepmomming Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Skiles. Stepmomming is a wild ride, but you don't have to go it alone anymore. I'm here to give you validating insights and powerful shifts to build a stepmom life you love. This is your safe space. Welcome home, my friend. Hello, and welcome to the Stepmomming Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Skiles, and I am so excited that you are here. I absolutely love getting to help stepmoms each and every day build a stepmom life that they love, and that's what this podcast is all about. I want you to have the tools to manage any stressor or point of conflict that comes up in your step family. I want you to have the knowledge for how to cope with these things because I'm not going to be able to anticipate every single thing that's going to come up for you specifically in your step family, but I've seen quite a bit and I can give you the tools to navigate whatever step family life may throw at you. We talked last week about the partner's perspective. We got to hear from some of those partners and and oh my gosh, weren't they amazing? This week, I want to take a second to really focus on our stepchildren's perspective. And short of bringing my stepdaughter on or surveying some of your stepchildren, I think it would be kind of difficult to get them to open up and get them to tell us what things are exactly like from their perspective. So what I want to do instead is I'm going to reflect on what things were like for me growing up as a child of divorce and a stepchild and give you the insights from what I've learned and how I use that experience to make me the best stepmom I can be. I have four main points that I'm going to share with you today, and I really hope that you find this helpful. If you have any questions about the stepchild experience, I'm definitely going to be focusing on this more in the future, so please feel free to send me your questions at kristen at stepmomming.com or on Instagram at stepmomming. But for now, let me share a little bit about my background as a child of divorce. My parents were together for the first two years of my life, and then they divorced when I was two and a half. They both still lived in the Houston area. My dad had sort of the standard custody agreement at the time, so I saw him once a week for dinner, and then I also went with him every other weekend to stay at his house. Things were great. I mean, I was a a giant daddy's girl. I loved those moments that I got to spend with my dad, but I also really loved the consistency of having one home. So shortly after my parents divorced, my dad married my first stepmom. She was nice enough. We got along well enough, I guess, but their relationship was pretty volatile. I was pretty young, so I only have a few memories of that relationship, and none of them were really positive. One thing that does stick out to me, though, is I remember... When she divorced my dad and left, she left behind some things for me. And one of the things she left behind was a note. And in that note, she said that she loved me. And I remember being surprised. I was very surprised that she loved me. So I take that with me into my relationship with Krista and I make sure she knows she's loved. I make sure that she knows how much I adore her and I adore the honor of being in her life. So my dad was pretty rocked. By that divorce, he told me, you know what? I'm not going to do this again. It's just going to be the two of us. That was the end of my second grade year. He ended up getting married again my third grade year. And this was to Michelle. My dad and Michelle would go on to have two children, my brothers and sister. Um, And my dad proceeded to move away soon after he met Michelle and married her. They, um, he got, he got the job offer of a lifetime. 
and he couldn't turn it down. So he moved across the country to Indiana. And that's when my custody schedule shifted to spending the summers with my dad and some of the major school holidays. And then I was with my mom the rest of the time. So he was with Michelle for 10 years. And then she unfortunately passed away from lung cancer after a long battle. My dad's been remarried a couple times since then. But since I've been kind of an adult for those relationships, it's been a much different relationship with my step-parents. So I want to share with you what that experience was like for me. And I want to speak to the child experience in all of it. I'm not going to speak only to being a stepchild. I'm not going to speak only to being a child of divorce. I just kind of want to give you some insight into what that felt like as a kid. So the first thing that I want to share with you is that having a step parent can be really challenging. I remember worrying that my dad was going to replace me. I remember worrying that he was going to forget about me when he moved away um, and love his new family more than me. And I know that sounds silly. And, uh, you know, as an adult, it's a little illogical to recognize, you know, of course, he's got kids from a previous marriage, and he can love them both. And he's not going to forget about them. And if you're a stepmom listening, you're probably like, Oh, my gosh, my my partner struggles with so much guilt, they want to make sure their kid loves them. So of course, it sounds kind of illogical in hindsight. But as a kid, I very, very distinctly remember that feeling that fear of being forgotten, fear of being left behind. There are a whole host of struggles that come when you don't like your step parent. You know, in my my intro to all this, I was remiss to even mention what things were like with my mom. My mom married my stepdad when I was six. My mom got pregnant on the honeymoon, and so I had another little brother um, very soon after. And I didn't like my stepdad. Oh, yeah, I just didn't. And I think a lot of that came from loyalty binds to my dad and feeling like I was betraying him if I liked my stepdad. I think that was certainly part of it. I think part of it came from the way that my stepdad parented and punished and some of those things that it was just really hard for me to buy into that and to respect him through that. My mom had actually asked me before she married him, she said, you know what, if either of my kids don't like him, then I'm not going to marry him. I was like, okay, good, because I don't like him. And then she married him anyway. And that felt really hurtful and it felt like a betrayal. And it, again, the, those feelings of feeling left behind, right? Because of a step parent entering the scene. So if you are getting resistance from your stepchild, I just want to encourage you to think through what that may look like for them. What is their experience? And in fact, something else that really rocked me as a stepchild was when a new step parent came on the scene and then all of a sudden our home, it would change from like the way our typical evening would go, the new rules, what shows we watched together, the way that time is split and prioritized. So many of those things felt like they changed at the drop of a hat when the step parent came onto the scene. Things are so, so hard for stepmoms. And I spend my whole life trying to help stepmoms love their lives. But things are also really, really challenging for our stepchildren. And that brings me to my next point, which is that kids should only have to worry about kid things and kid feelings. I remember my stepmom mentioning to me one time how much child support she received. And she was telling me, uh, this was during a summer that I was with them. And she was like, you know, finances are tight because I'm still paying your mom a check every month, even though you're here. And so I've got extra bills to pay because you're here, but I'm still sending a check home. I took on so much of that. I felt guilty. I felt like a burden and she didn't mean it. She wasn't trying to tell me I was a burden. She certainly didn't mean it that way. I know she didn't. But as a kid, that's what I felt. 
I wasn't worried about my kid feelings and my kid experiences and just focusing on being with my family. I was now worrying about child support and worrying, is my mom being greedy? Is it unfair? Am I being unfair to my dad or my stepmom? Something else that really prevented me from worrying about kid things and kid feelings and my experience is when my parents would talk poorly about one another. They had an extremely high conflict relationship, very, very toxic relationship. I mean, they were very rarely in the same room together. And when they were, or they were on the phone together, it was just full of conflict. And I remember coming home from my dad's house, returning to my mom's house, and my mom would want to pick apart everything my dad had done and complain about him. And, you know, I was almost rewarded for telling her the things that he did wrong. Oh, yeah, well, we went and we got fast food. Oh, my gosh, of course you did. Of course he couldn't cook you something healthy. And then I would go to my dad's house, and it would be the same thing. He would drill me about what I did at my mom's house. Oh, my gosh. Your mom is so lazy. She's making you her slave because you're doing all the chores. And I was rewarded for giving them that ammunition against each other, which prevented me from being present in my relationship with either one of them. It put me directly in the crossfire between my parents, between the people who I'm supposed to be able to just love unconditionally, no matter what. And I didn't have that experience. So I encourage you, if you are a parent or step-parent with a child who goes back and forth between homes, please don't talk poorly about the other parent to that child or in front of that child. Give them the freedom to worry about kid things and kid feelings only. Something else that I don't think affected me quite as much, but I do remember feeling it a little bit, is a little bit of ownership for my parents' feelings. I didn't deserve to have to take ownership of that burden as a child. That was not my burden to carry. And I understand, like, you want your child to feel missed. Of course you do. That's such a good thing. But don't make them responsible for your experience when they're gone. Allow them to be present in the moment, no matter which home they're at. Allow them to worry about kid things and kid feelings. Another thing that I think is so helpful for me as a stepmom and has given me so much perspective, when I reflect back on my childhood, living between two homes is so difficult. You have different rules between the homes. You have different norms between the homes. Maybe in one home we eat dinner at six o'clock and maybe at one home we just eat dinner whenever we can. Maybe at one home we all eat dinner together and at the other home we're all between extracurriculars and we don't have time for that. We just eat when we can. There's different expectations between the two homes. Do you do chores in one home and no chores in the other home? Do you eat fast food in one home and not the other? You are trying to flip a switch between these two different parts of yourself whenever you go to your different homes. And how challenging, especially as a child. I remember the challenges of, oh man, I really want to wear that, like my favorite pair of striped socks for crazy sock day. Oh man, they're in my other home. Feeling like I can't fully live in either home because half of my stuff is there and half of my stuff is here. It is so important to me as a stepmom, and I'll give you a specific example from my recent days as a stepmom, but it is so important to me that Krista feels like she has two homes and not like she is living between two houses because there were a lot of times I felt like I lived between two houses. I don't want Krista to feel like she is packing a suitcase to go between two houses. I want her to feel like she's returning to her other home. She has what she needs. She feels safe. She feels secure. I want to make that transition as easy as possible. 
And one way that I did that is I just recently, Kevin and I sat down and ordered all of her face skincare and all of her makeup so that she would have a second set that she could just keep at our house. And she doesn't have to tote it back and forth between our house and her mom's house. She doesn't have to worry about forgetting her favorite eyeliner. She has everything she needs in both of her homes. She feels completely confident and at home in both places. That's what I want for her. One final reflection that I have and thinking about my experience as a child of divorce, is that every child needs to be loved and to know that they are needed and missed while they are away. And I touched on this a little bit in how not to do it, but I wanted, I wanted to share with you a memory I have. I used to so look forward to my dad's phone calls once he moved away to Indiana. And I felt like they came less and less frequently. And I asked him about it because I would call him and I would finally get to talk to him. And he would say, well, honey, I just, I don't know when you've got sports or when you've got whatever going on. So why don't you just call me? And then I told my mom the plan. <laughs> this is going to date me. But she was like, oh, but that's long distance. So then my dad bought a toll-free number. You know, like the 1-800 number. I had one of those to directly call my dad. But that put the onus on me. And I didn't want to have to reach out to him. I wanted him to reach out to me. I needed to know that my dad was thinking about me. I needed to know that he missed me. And on the other side, when I was with my dad for an entire summer, I needed my mom to call me. I needed her to tell me that she missed me, that she loved me. And not in a way that it's like, oh, my life is so awful without you here. No, I, I don't need that pressure. But I need to know you're thinking of me. I need to know I'm important in your life. I need to know that life does not just go on without me in this way that I'm replaceable, I need to know that I matter and that I matter to you and I matter to our home. If you're in a place where you can text your stepchildren when they're away, you can tuck a little note into their backpack, you can send them an email on their school computer. If you have any way of regularly reminding your children that they are loved and they are needed and they are important in your life, my gosh, that will go so far and that will matter so much to them. And even if you don't get a response or maybe even if you get a rejection to that message or that that request to speak to them and send that message to them. Keep trying and keep sending the messages because it matters. It matters that they know they are loved and cherished and needed and wanted and all of those things. So that's it. Those are the four big reflections that I have on my time as a child of divorce and a stepchild. I want you to remember that having a step parent can be really challenging. Kids should only have to worry about kid things and kid feelings. Living between two homes is so difficult and every child needs to be loved and to know that they are needed and missed while they are away. I so hope that this has been helpful in taking a different look into your step family and taking a different look into why your stepchildren may be acting the way that they are, why they may be responding to you the way that they are. And if nothing else, I hope it allows you to have a little bit more empathy for some of the challenges or some of the pushback that you may be receiving. I am so glad that you are here, that you are tuning into the Stepmomming Made Easy podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave us five stars. It would really mean the world to me. I will see you next week here on the Stepmomming Made Easy podcast.